0: Champions, my friend, and we'll keep on fighting till the end. I beat (laughs) return.
1: I'm going to be impressed to see the levels on that, you know?
0: Yeah, I was uh, trying to really back up from the microphone. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to be impressed to see how my voice does for the rest of this recording. am going to drink some water real quick. It's true. The It's true. I beat Returnal uh, after struggling with it. It's basically, as we recorded our episode, because I, I don't think we did it on Sunday, did we? Or if we did, I went on to go play Returnal immediately afterwards. I beat that boss I was stuck on. I was like, damn, this is not going to hold up at all. Um, this conversation we had but uh, yes i've done it i've beat return
1: did you beat it like right after like did was it that third boss hump and then after that it was just one run
0: yes um we're gonna probably gonna talk about it later and in fact i, I, I read the show notes we are but <laughs> um <laughs> yeah it's significantly easier after that like literally i don't know why we'll talk about it but yes uh Beating that one boss. After that, it was just all like it was much significantly easier. You
1: know what they say in the sports? It's all mental, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was getting in a dark place playing that game oh where I was just God. fuck
1: this. <laughs> no, I mean like what? Like
0: it was just like I would start to run and be like fuck this, run, fuck that Who cares? Who care? Oh, oh, dang, I died. Oh man, who cares? And then so I wasn't going for like power ups or anything like that. Oh man, who cares? Damn, I died. Oh, grab the shotgun! Should I grab the shotgun? Should I grab that? Anyway,
1: but um, game of the year? Uh, actually, might be up there. <laughs> I, like, I liked it. I really liked it. I really, really liked it. I, I just, I do think it's, it's more fun to be negative about something than it is to be positive about something. I
0: know what you mean. I will counter by saying I think that it's fun to be critical of something. Even if you like it, like I, at the end of the day, really like Returnal and I have a lot of things to say about it where I'm like, oh, I don't know if that was how you should have done that. Does that make sense? Oh, no.
1: Yeah. But like if you're like writing a review and you really love something like you can't write that in a way that that, that, if you like are too positive on something, it just is gross sounding. Like and then butterflies and rainbows came out of my mouth as I was playing this. Like that just doesn't work. But like if you're negative on something, then you can like get real fun on it and like you'd be like that like crazy kind of like screaming gamer. Uh, And I just think that that's good content, even if you love it.
0: That's that's very true. Um, Well, because for me when I when I look at games, it's like reviewing it is like talking about. I, I think a lot of things are generally like. If, if you say it is a third-person shooter or, you know, a first-person shooter, let, let's stick with first-person because I think that's a little bit more traditional. Not that third-person isn't, but we're going to stick with first-person. Like, if you say it's a first-person shooter, you assume that it's, like, a perfectly competent, fine game unless otherwise noted. Right, like, yeah. Colonial Alien, uh, uh, Aliens, Colonial Marines, excuse me, uh, that game, you has to talk about. Like, whoa, we got to unpack some stuff here. <laughs> but then you're like, eh, but like Call of Duty, it's like it, it's fine. Shooting's fine. It's good. You know, it's hitbox. <laughs> Welcome back to Hitbox, episode number 42, as Justin uh, just pointed out in our little break here. It is the Jackie Robinsons of episode, not Robinsons. I just messed this whole thing up. I'm Peter Hunt Spitzek, and this is a show for the gamers. With me this week, as always, is my co-host, Justin Makovich. How are you doing, Justin?
1: I'm pretty good. I got a question for you. When's the last time you were at a dollar store? Uh, Ooh, um... I don't know.
0: It's been a minute. Why?
1: Because okay, I was just at a dollar store. And, you know, sometimes the, the things you find there are surprising to you. Like, you know, they have a whole book section there. Oh, and yeah. And there's actually an old woman organizing the book section that didn't even work there. And I was oh. trying to peruse it. And she was just, like, facing all the books, like, real nice. And I was like, oh, this might, must be her her thing to do. Um, and I found a book I was actually planning on purchasing Okay. It was the Retin Link uh, book of Mythicality because I'm a huge like in the past. If what COVID did for me positively, it's I've I've not just become a viewer of Retin Link. I've become a fan of Retin Link. Good Mythical Morning. Now you're saying Retin? I don't know what Retin Link is. They're oh my goodness. So they are like some of the first the OG YouTubers. Um they do things like like try weird foods and like record okay, themselves okay. doing it um and they have this show called Good Mythical Morning that they release, uh, an episode two technically two episodes, uh, a day and they just do a bunch of like fun stuff back and forth. And like, they're, they're like 10 years older than me. And they're like, when I'm for- in my forties, that's, that's who I want to be. They've been like gotcha. lifelong friends, but I've like read, they, they wrote a book that I read. Uh, the book of mythicalities is a book about the show, kind of like a lot of like hmm. the, the, the lore, the lore, lore of the show. Um, and it was a dollar, and I was planning on purchasing it for like fifteen, and I was like, Dang. "Yay, dollar store!" But then, uh, video game related because this is a video game podcast, not a Retin Link fan podcast. Yeah, it's uh, for the gamers. Yeah, it's for the gamers. Uh, they had uh little Starlink figures <laughs> at the oh. dollar store, so oh. I could play. Uh, I, I, now I I have played and beaten Starlink by the way already. Um, on the Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm. uh, and I have no hope of ever going back but i did in fact buy this little figure this razor figure um so now i got this she's doing the naruto run it looks like oh yeah 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 like that's pretty obviously the naruto run uh but it was a dollar and now i got a whole new playable character
0: that's kind of fun i know at five below i think you remember Battleborn came out at oh the same time as Overwatch? <laughs> yeah, I've i
1: significantly like like thought about <laughs> purchasing that like several times. I'm like because mm.
0: they just have bins of it, or I'm sure they don't anymore. But they just I, had bins of Battleborn. Well, that's the thing at at Five Below because I think and I could be completely making this up, but to my memory, they the publisher like had a deal with Five Below or something like that to like have it. I don't know. Uh, that's wild. I mean, a I've video
1: game for for below five dollars is perfect. Yeah, it's like, like the the Switchy Shop. You know what I mean? Like just yeah, filled with garbage yeah. for fifty cents. Um, uh, yeah. I did I ever tell you that I I made a a a, a stance when Battleborn came out that I'm like I'm gonna be a Battleborn player. Screw that Dude, Overwatch why? game.
0: Why Overwatch is so good, and I I've never played Battleborn, so I can't really speak to it. But um, I I know which one is remembered. How's that?
1: Oh, trust me. I, I knew like immediately I made the wrong choice. <laughs> like I could not get through. They had like a like a beta at the beginning okay. and I kept like falling through the map at this one point oh. and I just couldn't progress. Um, but the thing I did like about Battleborn was it was much more like a MOBA, like a first person MOBA in some yeah. of the things and they had more like clear story missions. So I thought between the story missions and the fact that I was going to get into MOBAs, I was like, this is the one. This is the game. This is the one that's going to, to make me uh, a big, big old shooter gamer. And then no one played it. So
0: I was going to say, it sounds like you didn't even really play it if you kept falling through the map. What have you been playing, Justin? Uh, video game wise. I want to talk about video games. I do. I mean, we're and not ta- battle- We're on Born. the
1: periphery of video game <laughs> with our conversation, I think. But yes, I would have to agree. Um, I officially finished the second playthrough of Near Replicant. And I'm going to be honest, this is where the game is falling apart for me. Mm-hmm. falling apart' uh, like a strong word but it does not breed replays like uh the other uh like uh near automata Nier automata um yep. like you get like an extra cut scene at the end and a couple of voiceovers here and there uh, in the second playthrough and then you you get finished in a little pop-up screen says you completed ending B uh, now get all the weapons to get the real ending and ending c. And then you're just put back into like where you started the second playthrough again, and you have to get all the weapons now, hmm. and it's fine. It's just like now I'm like, that's really all the difference this playthrough is going to be till the very end. I'm assuming, yeah. Um, so that that is going to take me a while to force myself through. He says, um, but uh, you know, still still fun. I put still 26 hours into the game, so if 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 I got enjoyment out of my first 25 hours and was only disappointed on hour 26, I think that's still worth it. I would I would have
0: to say that sounds like a net positive.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's still the same kind of like fun stuff and uh, the 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 story itself is better than Near Automata on that first playthrough. So that alone, mm, better story, sure. better thing because I think most people will not do the full <laughs> multiple playthrough of either of those games.
0: Well, I don't know, because I would say that like near Automata, I would say that more people probably do the full playthrough to get those final endings than probably in this one, because it seems like the requirements to actually get that final ending are like, I don't know, a Bad. little much. Yeah, <laughs> whereas whereas for near Automata it's just play through it, you know, three times and by even by, like, when it says like play through it, it's like it's just like segmented by credits you know what I'm saying so like that that third playthrough is I'm really interested
1: I I could have prepared for this better about like the 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 fall off between who beats just the main the first story and then who never goes back to any of that stuff afterwards um and I'm sure you could do this with like looking at trophy and achievement data to kind of like find that out but Mm -hmm. I mean it's always like startling how much of a big drop-off there is on games it's like the first trophy, 80 percent of people get it and it's like you get it by just playing the main story for 10 minutes, and you're like, what happened to those other 20% of people who play this
0: game? Bought the game, never, didn't, didn't, they installed it, but didn't have And, to-
1: and started it, but never, right, just right. never <laughs> continued it, but, um, so, good game, uh, probably up, up on my game of the year list, um, definitely above the medium, but...
0: Dude, that was this year. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, so I've also been playing. I've been, hey, Justin, I've been playing a lot of video games. A lot of stuff has happened since we last talked. <laughs> um, but when you're relatively unemployed, you have a lot of time <laughs> on your hands. So uh, I've been, I've been playing your uh, replicant. And can I be honest with you? Up until last night, I felt like every single time I turned it on, I had to get through it. Mm. But now, as l- light spoilers, I have gotten to the, time jump
1: you've puberty like
0: yes yeah isn't that funny
1: We're, it's like it's like looking back at before puberty you're like i, I don't want that again but like after yes. puberty it was like BP in a it's like before and after puberty
0: oh okay gotcha. <laughs> i was trying to go with the acronyms it didn't work out um did uh, is that where it starts when you restart the game
1: yeah so every every time and it's not like immediately at the beginning there's like a boss fight that you'll you'll there a big thing happens so Got it. Got it. um it, it the story definitely picks up at the end of the childhood section.
0: Yes. Because that's the thing. I was like, all right, I guess it's time to go run to a new town, talk to one person and then run back home. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. You know, and the second Um,
1: half keeps up at that clip too. Yeah. Okay. So, but
0: I'm enjoying it now that we've gotten older and it seems like things are kicking off. Um, now like Emil is the character who he is now, which is exciting because I like that. I like that kid a lot, but, um, I now I am enjoying it much more than I was.
1: I uh I went down a rabbit hole about uh moments in Near Automata that have new meaning after playing Near Replicant.
0: I am so excited to go through that because I was like, so I just did that part where you're like running through that factory, not factory, like that laboratory yeah. underneath the mansion, and all that stuff is stuff they talk about Near Automata as yep. like flavor text. I am gonna be really excited. Uh, and and we sort of talked about this in our near replicant episode with Devil and Papala um they are characters in near automata and they have an interesting past and it seems like there may be hinting at that in near replicant and yeah, yeah.
1: And, and really like the, what happens with Emil's character is, is kind of beautiful, but also very sad as m- yeah. many of these stories are. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would highly recommend once you beat the story once, don't worry about playing it multiple times. Just go back and, and get the context mm-hmm. videos because that was a rabbit hole. I was very happy to go down.
0: Hmm. What else? Anything?
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's another game I've been playing and I'm very ashamed of it. It's one that if it were on my phone, I need to delete it off my phone um, because it's become an addiction game.
0: Uh, Genshin Impact, you're back on Genshin Impact, Justin. We've talked about this. Again, Uh, with
1: Genshin Impact, at least that game had a story sort of that I was following, and I felt like (laughs) I was playing Breath of the Wild mixed with one of these stupid games. But um, the Epic Store had a free game. Um, called Idle Champions at the Forgotten Realms. Now, I know what you're thinking out there. You're all big Idle Champions fans, and you're like, that game is already free. Uh, well, guess what? It wasn't the fact that that game, they gave you $100 worth of in-game purchases with the Epic mm. Store. And uh, it's a game that is a clicker game that basically you just click, and your numbers go up. And currently right now I'm making money as we are doing this podcast and I'm going to get stronger <laughs> <laughs> and it is the know. most shameful pay thousands of dollars to, to get further in this game that I've ever seen in my life. And that hundred dollars that that free hundred dollars they gave you for being an epic deal, um, basically like zero progression forward in it. Jeez. It's like it's like ridiculous. And. So basically it's a, ge- I don't even know how to, it, you just click things and you're, and you get more characters yeah. and you level them up and stuff, but it's, it's always on. And I find myself like in the morning, like when I'm like steaming my clothes or like get, like making my cup of coffee, I like run into my, my computer room, <laughs> put on my computer, have the clicker go and just do a couple clicks. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it really is a problem and specifically because it is a, a game that is just, you know, good for meetings good for work meetings because mm-hmm. my attention doesn't really have to be on either all well, right i mean
0: like that is a it's called what Idle? what so, i mean like idle. Idle. it's, it's yeah, Idle champions yeah. yeah
1: yeah so yeah um my my review of idol champions of the forgotten realms uh, don't do it to yourself but it's awesome 10 out of 10 better than medium well
0: <laughs> that's interesting so justin <laughs> here's here's what's interesting and and every time you say something is better than the medium by the transitive property, you're saying it's better than a halo in your opinion, which is insane. Like every, like you say this like a lot, you know, every time we talk about a game, is it better or worse than the medium? Which by the way, as we were talking about earlier, near replicant, better than the medium. Yeah. Um, but like, that's busted. That's wild. But I'm happy or sad for you. Again, not sure how you feel about it because it seems like you're a little conflicted.
1: But yeah, no, I don't like it. And uh, to be honest, the medium was a better experience. But um, this one is more addictive than the medium, and definitely put more hours into this game. <laughs> it's sure, been a week. Sure. Um, I've also. I, it's not a game I played, but have you watched the Mortal Kombat movie?
0: Uh, no. But like, there's a lot of reasons for that, and the biggest one is that I have no feelings or. I'm not invested in Mortal Kombat
1: mm. it's
0: the kind of movie that it like if this were not the pandemic I would definitely watch with friends yeah but like I would never watch
1: it on my own Have you played sense. Mortal Kombat nine ten or eleven?
0: yeah I mean and by played I mean I got my ass whooped like <laughs> because like my friends are big fans of Mortal Kombat and like it's not fun to play with people who are really good at yeah. Mortal Kombat when you're
1: not. Yeah, because then your friends just show like show themselves up like, oh, you don't yeah. know these moves? I've been practicing for this for days. Come on, man. I mean, um, it's always,
0: it's very humbling when you lose and didn't hit them once. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, that is a very humbling experience. But go on, tell me about Well, well I mean, the Mortal movie Kombat was, it film. was
1: an enjoyable, like, brain-off kind of movie. Like, it was mm-hmm. the, best Mortal Kombat movie ever made but that doesn't say much and I've watched the other two when I was like in grade school probably ill-advisedly um, sure but uh, it's on HBO Max uh, for a while yet I, I was able to borrow my mother's uh, login uh, account so that was that was fun I would I don't know if I would say you should purchase HBO max for the for the movie but it's kind of a fun just like it almost is like you're playing the video game in a way because they like find ways to get fun matches, matchups with each other. And there's literally a part of, of the movie near the end where they're like, all right, this is what we're going to do. You're going to take this person. Cause you match up well with them. And you're going to take this person. Cause you match up well with them. And there you, you already beat this person. So you're going to take them again. And they're literally like giving you like the strategy guide for it. Um, and it's just kind of like nonsense fun, but it did remind me how good nether realm has done. Mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. And, um, nine, the story was good. It was a retelling of the original, but it was a very hard game, like to a point where it's not fun, like to beat like, uh, Shao Kahn or whatever his name is at the end, you have to like basically spam, um, the Raiden character in order for it to like, it was impossible. Um, but like, uh, 10 and 11 are like, not only legitimately fun, uh, games to play, but like the stories are awesome and amazing. Um, the kind of like time travel, change crazy mashup of 11 is really extraordinary to play. So um, I I was just impressed that I enjoyed that story kind of on the same level as Mortal Kombat uh, 10 and 11 specifically. Uh-huh. So if you were into those games a little bit and you want some camp and cheese, uh, you're going to get a great fight with Scorpion and Sub-Zero, maybe even more than one. Uh, so oh. I, I recommend the movie for fun. And it, as far as video game movies, low bar, I enjoyed it a lot.
0: That's sort of the general consensus that I've heard. Where it's like, I mean, it's not a great flick, but like it's a good Mortal Kombat movie. So like that, like the fight scenes are good. So that's all that really matters.
1: Yeah, and um, they'll, they'll do like little, really campy stuff, like like a character does really badass thing where he cuts this flying person in half, and then he just goes looks at the camera, flawless victory. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> like it's very yeah, okay. self aware of what it is, but like I, I like I dig it, and it's not like overly campy because it's very serious at, at a point. Um, yeah, so. Watch it. Well, that's good. Um, I've been playing a lot of Apex Season 9.
0: <gasps> now that it's out, the new character Valkyrie is uh, really good. I'm a fan of her. I don't really like her ultimate move, but she, she's fine enough on her own that like it's yeah, fine.
1: I, so I, I watched a, a video that you posted on the tweets tweet, Tweeter Sphere of yes. you using Valkyrie, and it looks like her special is like she launches up in the air, flies, and throws a bunch of like missiles. Uh
0: no, okay. So her passive, so some like every character has a passive, a tactical, and an ultimate. So her passive is she has a jetpack, and you jump, and then you jump again, and you either go up or down or whatever, and you have like a little um, fuel meter. F- yeah, fuel meter uh, on on the right side of the screen. And then her tactical is she does a she has like a barrage of missiles that you can like sort of lay down. And I have found that laying them down when you're flying is much easier because you can really see where it's going. Yeah. Whereas, um, when you're, when you're just on the ground, it's a little bit harder to sort of gauge where that is. And then her ultimate is, um, you can reposition your entire squad. So at the beginning of the game, you jump out of the like little ship and then there are different like beacons throughout the map where you can, um, hop. It's like, it's like a big telephone pole basically that you hop on and it, guides you all the way up and then you can reposition and jump with your little like booster pack. Her ultimate is
1: you can just do that. Oh, okay. So is that um, useful? Like at no. a phase of the game, <laughs> I, like I, I can't imagine it being useful at end game.
0: Uh, they, they sort of said like you can get the drop on people that way, but you can't really, because you're not like, first of all, it's really loud and like everyone can see people coming in and you can't, you're like super vulnerable cause you can't attack when you're doing that. Um, so it's useful if you are like running away from the circle. But uh, in my experience, I have not really found it to be a particularly useful ability, like in terms of combat, because it also takes a while to like fly all the way up and then drop down. So like if you're in a firefight, unless you're trying to like run away, yeah, I don't know. But uh, they introduced arenas as well, which is like a three versus three, you know, buy your guns at the beginning of the match game. Uh, and that's pretty good. I I've enjoyed that a little bit. Um, it's it takes a different mindset than the rest of the game, because it's you have to be a little bit more aggressive than otherwise. Because it's more about the
1: combat stuff. So, uh, just, yes. like, w- just a couple of general things about that mode. Do you think that mode is ma- makes you better at shooting?
0: I'm sure it does. I mean, I've not I've not put a whole lot of time into that mode in specific, but I mean, it is the equivalent of. If you're not if you are struggling with the fire fights in that game, then play arenas because it's just a streamlined version of sh- the shooting. Whereas like I know that early on in the game, we would spend so much time like when we were first we early in our, our experience with it. We'd spend so much time finding guns, getting better loot and then get in a firefight and get killed immediately
1: yeah, because we just didn't life. have any practice with <laughs> it.
0: Yeah. But now that there's arenas, it's just like you know practicing against real people
1: it's probably a good way to like practice with some of the guns too and just kind of see like what works and what doesn't and everything exactly those um well any other new changes besides the new hero in the 3v3 uh
0: they changed the map olympus a little bit Um, has olympus fallen olympus has fallen uh to a bunch of vines i've not like i don't understand necessarily what's going on with that but i'm not sure if anyone does Mm. i think they're like it's hinting at something that's to come mid-season or something like that but um and there's a new, oh, there's a bow and arrow now, too, which I have not had any success with, but it requires a level of precision that I don't have, <laughs> like, moment to moment. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Because I'm freaking out about being shot at, like, having the patience to, like, you know, knock a bu- like knock an arrow and pull it back and shoot it. It's just like, no, I'll go with the gun. Thank you. <laughs> it's a little bit easier. <laughs> but um, it's good. I'm liking it. It is uh, good additions to that game.
1: I've also been playing a little game called Resident Evil 7.
0: I've been playing a game called Resident Evil Village. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk about that later, though, because I know this is your first time playing through it, right? Mm hmm. Okay. Yep. You have you have described the little bits and pieces of your experience with this, and I'm really interested to hear about it. But we're gonna talk about Resident Evil a little bit later. Uh, in the meantime, can I talk about Returnal just a little bit?
1: Yeah, I mean, after that song, I've been I've been yeah. just on pins and needles.
0: So I, I beat I beat Returnal, and when when you say that, a lot of people are like, Well, did you beat Act Two or did you beat Act Three? Because when you finish the game, it says, Thanks for playing. There's more. And you have to find In each area, like each biome, there is one item. uh, It's called a sun face fragment or something like that, or like a sunshine fragment. Um, So when you complete, when you find all six of them and beat the final boss, you can go back into the house for the final scene. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to like really explain what's going on. And so after beating, so that's act three. After beating act two, I was kind of like, do I want to do that? Is that what I really want to do? Because I like the game. Mm -hmm. But going through it like that might not be how I want to experience it again. Yeah. Well, because I and I don't know if it's I assume it's because I've just gotten better at the game. Um, I got all of those pretty effortlessly. And the final boss is like the biggest
1: pushover. Is it the final boss that you already fought once before? Yes. Okay.
0: And and so it is like. You do this scavenger hunt, and because the rooms are like the areas are randomized every time, um, it's like there's not a clear path to getting them. But the items always appear in the same places, uh, in in the particular room. So basically, if you are you're looking for one specific room to find the piece, does and that make re- sense?
1: They reset every time.
0: Yeah, I mean in the same way that they always do, but. If you as soon as you enter a room, you're like, this isn't the room I'm looking for. So I can either run for the door, you know, do whatever in the room or move on Um, so that I appreciated. And there are a handful of helpful guides out there for that. But um, so I did it. I I was like, I'm going to do this, actually, because I was sort of thinking I didn't get like great resolution to the game. And yeah, I could I can watch the final cutscene on YouTube or whatever. But you know what? I want to beat this game, like actually beat it and feel satisfied beating it. So I did it. And watched the final cutscene. And I was like, uh, what the fuck? What? <laughs> that, what do you mean that was it? Like th- there was it, there was a little bit more clarity, but like not a lot. Um, it was still really cryptic, and so I had to watch like I, like look both ways before I typed this into YouTube, like fraternal ending explained. <laughs> like you know, like those clickbaity yeah. like yeah. videos. But the, the the video that I watched did a good job explaining it. Um and, and it was the kind of thing that I'm sh- if I ever replay this game looking at those early segments now knowing where it ends up it's gonna be like oh i see you know but because i wasn't like watching all that like in order like back to back to back it was a little confusing for me um but then the uh, trophy glitched and i didn't get the trophy
1: <laughs> for beating act three so because i heard there was something with like an update right
0: They've been frequently updating the game
1: because they had an update that prevented you from getting a trophy, and they said, "Don't, uh, don't update this."
0: Oh, we're gonna really? do
1: we're gonna do like a like a redo, but d- this is a bad update. So oh, I wonder well, if you did it on the bad update or not. Maybe Or if there was another glitch in there. But okay, so th- that that kind of takes my enthusiasm levels down significantly with this game. I have two questions. How long yeah. did it take you to beat the final boss the first time for to beat Act Two?
0: Um, that was probably twenty. It's probably like thirty hours.
1: And how long did it take you to beat Act Three? Thirty-four hours.
0: I mean, wait, no, oh, four hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Like, oh my God, <laughs> no, man! <dude. laughs> no, 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 four, four hours. Um, so, like, it was not a significant amount of time, and the frustration came from um one of the guides that i was looking at had the wrong place so i was at the place that it (laughs) responds at and i'm like where is this and so thankfully someone on reddit had the same question and so i was like were you on
1: trollhunters.com he's trolling you
0: (laughs) yeah i was on trollhunters.com justin i need to be better i need to be more media literate you know what (laughs) i mean like i need to get better at really doing the research but uh yeah so it's good. It's I I like it a lot. I really do like the game. And now that I know what the story is about, it's interesting and it's cool. And I think it's there's a lot left to interpretation as well, which I really like.
1: I I mean all that you just said maybe super not enthusiastic to be this game because uh, the the comparison I was making the the thing that I really liked about Hades was the kind of narrative behind it, right? Because mm-hmm. I felt like that was a good way to keep me going, but when with you telling me that you get through the end and it's still just kind of like ambiguous,
0: (laughs) Uh, but like I could have told you what happened like beat for beat. I just didn't necessarily know what it meant. And that might have been because of the way I was playing it. It might've been I wasn't paying attention super well during those house sequences. But like, I think overall the story is interesting. And now that I know what it's about, like, it is, it's cool. Okay. And the way it's told, I think, is cool. But uh,
1: I have you been playing it at all since we last talked I have not played it this week. I have not opened that up because I felt like I needed an investment amount of time in it, which is kind of yeah. just sad because I'm to a point now, uh, like, still second biome, um, and then mm. I'm about to challenge the boss for the second time. And I'm like, that'll probably take me, like, an hour to get to and through. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. but... maybe. Yeah, but it's
0: uh, I I liked it actually quite a lot. And I would recommend it to people who like very specific games. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it's like a broad recommendation, but it is a if you like this and this and this and this, I think you'll like it. (laughs) I mean, it's true. It's true. Um, But what's crazy is like, I don't necessarily love this and this and this and this. And I and I really liked Returnal. All in all, I'm walking away from it,
1: enjoying my experience with it. How long did, did you find yourself having to grind up with lower areas before you, like, face the final boss? Or was it just kind of like, eh, well, I'll just go through the bare minimum here.
0: Um. So here's a spoiler for Returnal, if that's cool with you. Sure. About the structure of the game.
1: Yeah, I mean.
0: Okay, so after you beat the third biome, um, biome four... Uh, hmm...
1: Yeah. It, okay. It sounds like it's more of a spoiler than than that. Um, you
0: can you start at the beginning. You can choose to start at the beginning of Biome One or Biome Four.
1: How's that? Uh, see, I don't. I don't think that's that might be a spoiler, but I think that would relieve people's stress.
0: Yes, because I like I was thinking like, oh, if I gotta keep I gotta go, <laughs> area three, area three by the way is the hardest of them all, um, and I got through area five in one go um but so so like it it just area three is the hardest (laughs) but um you can start you choose to start at biome four so starting from there uh there are some pretty clear rooms that are there's clear optional paths and what i would do is i would sort of go in and see like is this a room that i'm really comfortable beating really quickly just to see what's in here um and if not then i just hoof it in the other direction
1: well I think I think if anything that that is that is a good sign for people um to play because I remember saying like I wish there was like a save like mm-hmm. a, a midpoint save point that you could get to and start from there every time, and even if you start your progress from zero, like that's a very clear line of progression I think so yes. that makes me actually more excited to play it and less likely not to not play it I do want to say by the way i I want to uh, thank you for skirting the spoiler line so carefully there It shows that you respect our listeners and you respect I do. Me.
0: And I respect Returnal because I think that the story is actually like, I think the story and the reveals in the gameplay, like what actually like what the last biome looks like and and stuff like that, I think are really cool. And I wouldn't want them spoiled for me because I think Returnal is a great game. So um, we're talking about difficulty in video games, particularly with Returnal. A lot of people have been asking, should Returnal have a difficulty setting or slider right off the bat? How how does that speaking specifically about Returnal, and then we can talk about games as a whole. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think it should, and I the the reason I say I think it should is because like what how many games that have a difficulty setting out there have have you beat on the hardest difficulty level? None. Well, for Titan, me, none. Titanfall Two. Oh, okay, so Titanfall, Titanfall Two was, two. The, even was then, the only like, one. But e- even like with with that already being like an easy and a hard, there's still games that you can get through and say like you feel accomplished for getting through them by getting through them on normal. Yeah. And it doesn't take away from my enjoyment of it. And if you want to be that person to go and get the high, put a higher score multiplier on the harder difficulty level, if that's what you want to do, like there's Mm -hmm. a way to still get that. But I don't, I don't see what the harm in it is. Right. And, and that's the thing is I, I agree that
0: like more people being able to play a game is better. And I think you look at a game. I think a game that does this really well is Celeste because since we did, since we talked about it way back when uh, I have, I've done some looking into it and because I couldn't figure out how to turn the accessibility options on. <laughs> yeah. I thought i, I like, I legitimately,
1: like downloaded the game on my switch to, to make sure like it wasn't me being crazy. I'm like I'm pretty sure you can.
0: <laughs> yes. So after looking into it, yes, you can. Um, but what's cool is they say, you know, turn infinite jumps on if, if, or, or, dashes on if that's what you need and if that's what you want but i think there's a little thing that says celeste is intended to be challenging and the uh what's the word i'm looking for intent of the game is to only have these amount of jumps and or this amount of jumps and if you want to have infinite that's perfectly fine but here's the intention of the game you know that this is the set difficulty that it, the game is meant to be experienced with i think that's how you go about it because you have your you have the people who like, okay, let's talk about returnal. If the standard difficulty for returnal is like, let's call it just the hard difficulty. Then those people are going to have a good time with it who are wanting a challenge, but then people who want to experience the story or are maybe less experienced than those other people can still play the game and enjoy it.
1: So that, how, how does that grab you? You know, I, I, I agree with that. Like I, the, I think, as a gamer, my, my mm-hmm. thought is, "What does it hurt?" As yeah. a game developer, I can understand why it's harder to say than just that, because the, the as a gamer, I want to be able to play games, and I want to get to the end of the story, and I want to find out like what what there is to experience with it. And there are certain games that I could legitimately not beat when I was younger. Yeah. Um, one of my prime examples was a game I really enjoyed up until a certain point, and that was Star Fox Adventures on Dinosaur Planet. Mm -hmm. And have you played that game for the GameCube?
0: No, we talked about it, though, and I said I would, and I didn't.
1: Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, there's... uh, and I might have said this on the podcast before, but there's there's a point in that game where it's like this test of strength, and you had to mash on the A button as fast as you could in order to uh, beat this guy in a pushing contest. Okay. I could not beat it for the life of me. Um, and it was like a thing where my sisters and I would all like get around the controller and try to mash it as fast as we could. Um, my sister was able to somehow do it on her account. And when it came time for my account, we just couldn't do it. <laughs> so yeah. i couldn't get the end of that story because i could never beat that as a kid and then you know now that maybe uh, i don't know if i'm going to be better or worse at it with with me being um uh older and more wise at uh, the video gaming um and
0: button mashing yeah, yeah button mashing right <laughs>
1: um i don't know i i maybe i could do it now but i don't want to play that game for eight hours to get that point again and then realize right. well can't do it <laughs> yeah And this is me for someone who is, uh, I I don't have any, uh, anything that would prevent me from playing a a game or holding a controller or, you know, interacting with a game as, quote unquote, a developer would intend it to be played. Yes. Um, I don't have a disability that prevents me from enjoying video games. Um, uh, And to me, not having a disability and getting to that part, that was horrible. Mm hmm and that was like one time in my life. I can think of that. And imagine that being something that is not just a one time thing. That is right. like your reality for playing video games that you have to go above and beyond in order to get enjoyment out of a certain game. And you know, there, I, I, I go back to a lot of like super Nintendo games and stuff like that, that are like genuinely hard. And I never was able to beat them as a kid. Um, and I have proof. I still couldn't probably beat them now. <laughs> You know, (laughs) as I'm playing back like, Super Nintendo and stuff. And that just makes me, like, I I don't remember those things fondly. Like, oh, man, Super Star Wars was so hard. I never beat it. Yeah, that was so awesome. Like, no, like, that's not a good thing. I wish I could get to the end of the story. Wish I could find out, like, what was at the end there. So as a gamer, that that limits me from enjoying something. From a game developer, though, um, I if your your vision as a game developer is you want to have this game that is, like, extremely hard, there's one difficulty that you can get through that is not, like, impossible, but if you, like, do enough practice and stuff, you can get it. If that's what you want to do, I I say do it. You just have to know you are limiting your audience. Yeah. Significantly, and because of right. that choice. Um, so I can't fault a, a, a game developer for wanting to do that, but they by making that choice, you're limiting your game to people.
0: Uh, and, and I think that that is a shame too, because so many games I think are, I, I think you can make, c- keep a game's challenge and, and all that sort of stuff. If you want to make a challenging game and, and balance it for other modes, you know what I'm saying? Like if I handed like Elena, dear listener, my girlfriend, uh, Dark Souls, or even Returnal, they they would kick her ass in a way that is, like, first of all, not fun, but second of all, like, it is, it is an insurmountable challenge that, yes, she could eventually get better at if she really practiced at it, but it's not a realistic expectation for her. But if there were, like, an easier setting for these games, it would probably still be challenging for her, but it would be a more like it'd be me a more realistic challenge because at her skill level you know that's just the challenge is still already there um and and i think you hit the nail right on the head earlier when you were talking about like and what does it what does it add or it doesn't take away from from people who are playing it on hard or whatever and if it if that is going to create a what's the word like complex for people who are like oh i beat i beat Sekiro on the ultra crushing difficulty oh you you beat it on easy you didn't actually beat it or whatever like then it's like oh fuck you (laughs) like oh you're not like the kind of person i want to talk to or hang out with um so i agree i think that difficulty should i think that games should have multiple modes and i understand as well from the developing side it's not exactly that simple because you want to make sure that that experience is balanced for everyone and rebalancing something is really challenging but at the end of the day you have to ask is it worth if you are limiting your the people who are going to play your game and uh, excluding people is that really what you want to do with your game And, and how valuable is it to you as a developer to really spend the time with those with balancing things and changing things and tweaking things to allow people to play your game that want to play your game you know so you're not leaving them out and and i think a game
1: like returnal 2 it it, they even have a score attack mode it is a score attack away from being an arcade game yeah you know what i mean and the if that's your argument like well this is an arcade game it's, it's doesn't matter just like make the numbers do less
0: right or (laughs) change make it so that it like lean more into that yeah for
1: those modes like exactly and there there are ways to add challenge to games and i think trophy lists are a good way or achievement lists are good ways to add challenge to games and get you to see new things that you don't have to do in order to complete Mm -hmm. um you know, like uh, to me, sometimes ones a, a, a trophy list that has a a skill based challenge or some kind of challenge to it is a turn off for me. I don't enjoy doing those kind of of trophies because they're too hard for me. Right. Um, and if you want to have like, there's still ways to prove that you are really skilled at a game um, that don't involve you being able to finish the game. Mm-hmm. And people are straight up not going to be able to finish Returnal. Yeah they might be there'll be some of them who never get out of the first biome
0: right i mean i almost put it down just because i was like at the end of the day like this is too hard but if there was an easier difficulty you know i could have gotten through that boss gotten over that hump and then potentially brought it back up or if that's just how i enjoy the game more then that's just how i enjoy the game more uh to to talk about i mean i did this with the last of us part two I made that game harder because I thought that the standard difficulty was a little bit too easy and I wasn't experiencing it the way I wanted to. That game, the accessibility options in that game are astounding. It's it's incredible and obviously there have been developers and studios that are making those strives strides, excuse me, to be more accessible and that's incredible. But at the end of the day, it is a little disappointing when you know, a ch- one of those challenging games comes out and it sparks this whole debate again because the, the studio decided that they wanted to have their one way of playing it, which alienates a lot of people. But at the end of the day, too, I think that when you have a difficult game, it it starts to show some of the cracks a little bit because players will learn how to exploit the game and then if the whole idea is like oh well you're not playing it as as the developer intended guess what motherfucker i didn't play returnal how the developers intended it. i found a gun that shoots other guns that, that shoots multiple beams at at enemies that like obviously that's in the game but for some of those harder enemies i would stand at the door Just open the door and just hit him with the beams, and then just do constant damage that way. That's not how that game is meant to be played, but I played it that way because it got a little too hard for me.
1: Yeah, I have I have moments of Uncharted one and two specifically that I remember like hanging off a ledge, shooting, jumping back off the ledge till my health healed again, jumping back off the ledge, shooting, and then like just I'm I'm sure Naughty Dog wasn't sitting there being like, yes, this is what I want (laughs) to do with that.
0: Exactly. So I don't know. I think more people playing games is good. And I think that allowing people to change the difficulty or have other accessibility options takes literally nothing away from other people who are playing the game. And I, I think it should be in all games to, do.
1: to defend, to defend, um, game developers a little bit because I'm a corporate shell here. Uh, mm. the, that is not easy to do.
0: No, it is or not cheap easy to, to do.
1: do. No. Um, you know, if you're looking at the pie chart of, 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 your game here and how much resources you have. If your choice is to get a game out by September or wait a year and have, you know, all all these other new accessibility features in there, that's a hard choice to make from a game developer. Um, Mm -hmm. whether it's a big company like EA or a small indie company with a game made by one person, like accessibility stuff is not an easy thing to do. Um, but there are companies who are doing great stuff that I hope they share this stuff. And yes. Sony is the kind of example I want to use here because The Last of Us Part Two is outstanding with what, what you can do in that game. Mm-hmm. I, again, I don't have a disability. I play that game with a sonar ping thing. Cause I love my games with sonar pings. And yeah. you could tell like when I'm playing a game, like I'm playing, uh, Resident Evil seven and I keep like pressing like the stick and you know, I'm like, come on, sonar ping. And I'm like, damn it, not in this game. <laughs> and like, I just like playing games like that. It just, it makes my collection, uh, like obsessive collection thing, uh, uh feel better when I have that, um, thing to fall back on. Um, but like seeing that, Ratchet and Clank has those accessibility options in it that look not yeah. exactly the same, but they look still pretty good. And they look like stuff that I've seen in The Last of Us. You would hope that companies can start sharing this stuff. So it becomes normalized in video games that you can have all these options and it doesn't make a difference because, yeah, you can make The Last of Us easier. Um uh to play um you can make the last of us harder to play you can make the last of us more like a different you can play it in a different way and it still be a challenge and that game is still great in my opinion
0: (laughs) well and and to the point of i think what i was trying to say earlier uh elena played sections of the last of us part two and we put it on very easy and it was still like it 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 was a challenge for her because it was still fun but it was still fun but it was because it was different and her, the feelings of success that she had when she did something were still there and the feelings of, of struggle and and adversity were also still there because it scaled, you know, to her. I, I think some other examples of great accessibility features in games outside of even just difficulty because, you know, having multiple difficulties, that's great. But that's still not. There's still a lot more that. Yeah, that yeah there's more to game than how, how
1: hard they hit you.
0: Correct. But uh, Control had had at some point a big update in terms of accessibility, Um, the options and stuff. There was a one hit kill option that I turned on for a certain boss because I couldn't figure out how to beat him. So it's just bang done. Cool. Um, And then Ubisoft, I think, is doing similar things and trying to match some of those really granular settings because assassin's creed valhalla has a whole lot of settings uh and i believe it starts the game with uh texts being read on which i think is great because if you need that to be read how are you going to find it to be, have it turned on you exactly know? and so, even like um,
1: even like talking about difficulty level assassin's creed valhalla has the different levels stealth combat and right. something else that you can choose the different levels for um, so you can really customize that game to be the game you want to play and they don't make you feel like you've destroyed anything by changing the difficulty level. It's just like, sure, just reload your save. Unlike yeah. certain games, Resident Evil 7. Is that right? hmm. hmm.
0: Justin, do you want to talk about Resident Evil? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So you're playing through Resident Evil 7 for the very first time. Yep. And it sounds like you're not having a good time.
1: Okay, and I uh, want to hear about why. I've never beat a Resident Evil game before. Mm, okay, I'm gonna, I've never beat one, zero, two, four? three, four. What?
0: You've not beaten four?
1: Not. Oh no no no. I have I have mm. I've gotten to Chief, the village guy with the beard, and then he turns in that little guy in the ceiling, and I'm like, we're good, we're mm. done, we're done with this. Um, haven't beaten five. Haven't beaten six. Haven't beaten seven. Uh, won't play eight. Uh. <laughs> Code um, Veronica?
0: Did you beat that one? Oh, actually no. <laughs> what if?
1: <laughs> or what if I even the worst, like the only game I ever beat was Resident Evil Six, everyone's least favorite.
0: <laughs> Can I tell you something, Justin? And I I hope you take this as the compliment it is. I wouldn't be surprised if you were like, I love Resident Evil Six. <laughs> And it's not, I, you're, not a, you're not a contrarian, but it's just you have very particular tastes. And wh- oftentimes in this in a series, like the things people don't like about something are the things you like about it. Yeah. So, and yeah, no, um, I,
1: I, I probably would because I'm guessing it, it's th- that's the action game, right? Yeah. I and I'd probably like it. that a little bit better than Maybe. the. Uh, OK, let me start with four. When four came out, I had pre-ordered it. I was in- so excited about it. Um, It looked awesome on my GameCube. I'm like, this is next-gen, baby. This is what it's going to look like. It's going to be awesome. And then I played it, and I got to admit, when did it come out? Uh, Resident Evil 4, Resident... 2004? 2004? for release date. I hope it wasn't because that's going to make this part of the story worse. Oh, worse, 2005. Okay, so it came out in 2005. I was 15 years old. And I got to admit, it gave me a little bit of that scared anxiety at times. I mean, yeah. someone running at you with a chainsaw. The chainsaw, it's scary. It's scary. Now, I have since watched like full like speed runs of this game. Um, mm-hmm. So I I see the wacky shit that it turns into by the end of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, uh, I believe there is a giant walking statue that chases you at one point. Right. just <laughs> yes. That's odd. That's yes. different. Yes. I don't know if that's scary to me, but that's weird. Um, it, it
0: It quickly, for reference, goes from being scary to being like, a resident evil game like like the very dumbest way possible yeah. yes
1: yes so like I, there was part of that but i think also besides just the anxiety of playing it was the and that's funny i say that nowadays because it's just like not that scary right like in uh, i think it's,
0: the scary parts are scary
1: they like can't be. the beginning the first when you're in the village and they're just chasing you like that like that, yeah. that that's like that's a tense moment and that's that like a good tense moment yes um but the controls are horrible in that game. Uh interesting. Go on. Like they the 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 standing and then the aiming with it like that's not fun for me and mm, that game becomes such a shooter at a certain point because I I really noticed that it was a shooter when you're fighting that that village chief guy because you got you got to <laughs> unload in that thing yeah. um in that burning building and I just was like I'm just not having fun with this and inventory management man that ain't fun
0: you don't like the uh, uh attachy apache what is it attachy apache it's like a attachy case attache
1: attache uh, maybe do you like that i do oh,
0: it's I back in that, village
1: man. i hate that
0: <laughs> i you pull it up and you, uh, the first time i pulled it up i was like oh it's back it's fun uh it's tetris i, I get to pause the game and play a little bit of tetris
1: so like with all that, like four was the one that I probably given like the the biggest chance to mm-hmm. up until Resident Evil Seven, and then Resident Evil Seven comes around and I start playing it, and that the game is better than four in my opinion. Knowing that I haven't beaten four all the way, like okay, like there's good stuff in it. Um, like I don't want to just I don't want to sound like it's a terrible game because trust me i understand resident evil 4 is a good game it's a classic game it's many people's favorite game of all time yeah i don't enjoy playing it Mm -hmm. resident evil 7 i'm closer to enjoying playing it but it feels like i am forcing myself to play it and i'm not even scared by it Hmm. like i've played i gotten to uh the mother the bug lady boss fight oh
0: okay have you beaten that boss fight
1: So I got to the the bug lady boss fight, which is what halfway through the game. Please Uh, tell
0: me, it's probably it's probably the end of the third act.
1: Oh, okay.
0: End of of the second act. Excuse me. So
1: that's halfway, or like two two thirds, thirds, like two thirds. Okay, short game then. (laughs) Um, Yeah,
0: it's it's not super long,
1: but go on. That that makes me happy because I might actually finish it then. But um, to get to that place, the amount of times I had to backtrack. And unload mm-hmm. my goddamn inventory. Yeah. Is it's not challenging. It's just not fun. Hmm. And like uh I, I feel like the way those like boss fights go, they want you to unload everything you got into it. Like every little piece of ammo you got. Like I'm sitting there with yeah. a grenade launcher, a flamethrower, <laughs> a shotgun, <laughs> a powered up pistol. You think I'd have been set for that. But like, nope, all my bullets gone and I'm just sitting there like hitting her with my knife. Yeah, like flailing with my little stupid pocket knife thing. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm like, geez, like, I just don't want to do this. And like uh, the the parts that are fun are, I think, the exploratory stuff. Like, I think that is kind of fun but I hate having to be limited by my inventory and that game of shuffling the, or as you said, the inventory Tetris, that's just not, it's just not done in a way that's, that's fun. And by the way, thank God, like in that bug house, you get a backpack. Cause I was about, I was to, say, I was about to swear my, like when I got the flamethrower and it like took up everything in my inventory, I was about to just swear and throw the <laughs> game down. Um, but like, not only if it was more scary for me, I might like it more. <laughs>
0: Was it not? Because uh, okay, here's the thing. For me, that game, the first forty five minutes are genuinely terrifying, and then I think it turns into a little bit more. Like, you get a gun and a yeah. shotgun, and you know what I mean. And I think it, the tension sort of deflates from there. But were you not like unnerved or scared at the beginning?
1: I was a little unnerved, but like it, the the scares all felt really cheap to me.
0: When he burst through the wall, that didn't. And
1: I. I think part you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when when it, like you first meet him me Burst of the Wall. I I really have not jumped and I'm I'm a baby gamer, man. Sure. Like I I even that part when the cop and the shovel, you know what you yeah, know that part, yeah. right? Of course like, I know what you're talking about. That's supposed to be like a like a scary moment, right? But it uh, was so telegraphed to, like, uh, to me shit. that I was just kinda like, it's coming. I see it. Yeah. Oh it's close. okay, there we go. Um I don't know. This is just like if it was if it was scary enough that might do something for me. Mm -hmm. If the gameplay and the shooting, which they really want you to freaking shoot those things, if (laughs) that was more fun, maybe I'd be okay with it. Mm -hmm. Um, If the story was a good story, and this may be the controversial thing, but Mm -hmm. I don't care what kind of text is going around this thing, Ethan is literally the worst human being I have ever encountered in my life. Like, let's, context here uh you the, someone you love very dearly um maybe yeah. you're married to disappears okay. for, you yeah. see them for the first time in three years and you're okay. like this mia what's wrong
0: <laughs> he's an every man he's supposed to protect every man like I you, know. I, I know. if i, I, know, I
1: know. was in a creepy basement i just saw a dead body and i saw my like wife who i haven't seen for three years i would have like shown some sort of like loving emotion towards her yeah and even like at the very beginning like what a freaking idiot. Like, you you're, you, drive your car up to this place, the front door's locked, then you, like, go behind this, like, field thing, and then you, like, crawl through a fence, and there's another fence with, like, goat remains... yeah. Like, yeah, around yeah. it, and then you're like, what's going on here? And you just keep going through it. Like, at what point are you, like...
0: I'm going to call the authorities. Yeah. Like, like, How I, about, how about we come back? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, and okay. I know a lot of this is me like, like doing whatever, but like, there's just so much with it that I'm like, uh. and it's not even like, like, like uh, if, if it was maybe more ridiculous, it'll get there. <laughs> ah, man. Uh, I, I mean, I, not, not, not in a resident evil four way. I
0: mean, like you're not being like, let me preface. You're not being chased by a, a golem statue of the little <laughs> right, Napoleon, right. but, um, but and the writing is better to the point where it's, like, just fine and not, like, self-aware and bad. So I do understand what you mean. Um, I don't I don't know. I really like Resident Evil 7. I think it has a really good atmosphere. And I think, actually, the last third of it is where it really starts to connect to the other Resident Evil stuff. And that is where it, it doesn't lose me. But that's where I start to be like, ah, okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> because I also think... <clears throat> The problem with Resident Evil 7, in my opinion, is I think all the stuff with the family is really good. I think, uh, I'm forgetting their names, but the dad, uh, ta- Like I think all of his sequences are excellent. And I think that, I think Marguerite is the name of the wife. That sounds right. Uh, I think she's really freaky. And, and there's that part where you're walking through that house and you open that door and her face is there and she goes, get the fuck out of here. And, and, and she closes face. it horrifying like heart palpitation, like heart pain for me uh not palpitations but <laughs> it, <laughs> so um i think all that stuff works really well and the stuff that i don't love about it is when it's like now time to fight some generic enemies you know just like scary goo monsters okay <laughs> hope you got that shotgun ready because some scary goo monsters are coming for you it's like okay fine
1: um, um, I also started playing this game on the PlayStation uh, five mm-hmm. and I started on normal. And then I'm like, listen, there's too much unknown shit here for me to just yeah. waste all my ammo because mm-hmm. I got to the, the, the final boss. I hope the final boss fight with the dad guy when you're doing the chainsaw thing. The right? Chainsaw's
0: so good. Is that not goofy enough for you? He's got two chainsaws.
1: Like- I, I didn't enjoy it because when I got there, all I had was my knife because Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I had to get the scorpion key from this other room to unlock the shotgun to do all this Mm -hmm. other crap Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I had my pistol which I used on all those molded people um, because it takes like 10 shots of my terrible aim I guess to kill them and then uh, I had no bullets left so I'm sitting there doing this boss fight kicking a bag at him swiping at him with my knife waiting (laughs) kicking him with the bag swiping at him with my knife and at that point like if that was supposed to be an intense moment when he was grabbing his like 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 chainsaw thing I was was like I <laughs> it's just like I need this to end and it took so long I even read a strategy guide and they're like this is gonna take a while and I was like what do you
0: mean <laughs> did you did you pick up the chainsaw yeah 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 Okay, good. I'm like, because there's a chainsaw that, for
1: you to use. But even then, yes. like b- before like the first third of that fight, I guess, is like when you're yeah, okay, gotcha. doing that. Oh god, if he if he if I just is doing the knife, <laughs> that's what with I'm like, chainsaw? Justin,
0: you're playing it wrong. Like y- you know.
1: No, but even um, like when they're like with the chainsaw, it's gonna take a while. Like that was the direction. Thank you, game mm-hmm. informer. Sure.
0: I, I, I know what you mean. I find all of that to be really good. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But like I also think uh this is gross uh, when you reach into the the body of the police officer like that's so unnerving. And uh, I just I think it has a really great atmosphere that is uh, like when it turns out that the scary thing is the molded, then I'm kind of like, oh, well, I can do <laughs> I, I can that's, deal with them. Yeah. But then when like what's his name is, is chasing you around the house, it's like, oh, gosh, this is actually very frightening. Um, and same thing with Marguerite. And there is a similar sort of section uh, with the son as well that. I think you will like, but here's the thing, Justin, I think there's going to be a part that may lose you. And I'm curious if, if that's what it's going to be. The Um, end. No, there's a section right before the end that I don't want to, I won't say anything about, but I think there might be a section where you're like, all right. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Thank you, Resident Evil 7. I will see my way out. So based um, on
1: what I said, do you think I will like Resident Evil Village?
0: Nope. <laughs> no, I do not. Uh, because here's the thing. Resident Evil Village is a combination of Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil 4. Oh, and shit. It does. It, it is the, it's trying to do the atmosphere of 7, but it's also trying to do the atmosphere of 4. And they're very different. And I think you saying that Resident Evil 7 is your favorite out of the ones you've played, even though 4 is many other people's favorite. um, I think it's hard to compare because they're totally different games. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think that what Resident Evil 4 is going for is like night and day different than Resident Evil 7. I mean, again. The, the the golem chasing you it's just it's dumb you know yeah. But it knows that it's dumb and i think that's why it's successful um whereas resident evil 7 is sh- like very straight and is taking your, itself very seriously um so resident evil 8 is taking itself very seriously but there's a lot of dumb stuff in it which is like weird ethan winters continues to be like not a great protagonist, but uh, he's getting a lot of hate r- right now on the internet, which like, I guess is deserved. Cause again, I don't think he's great, but I don't think he's like the worst protagonist in the entire world. But I guess that's just, you know, that's my opinion. But, uh, I don't know if this is a motif. I don't know if this is going to pay off in the end. And here's a, some very, very light spoilers for resident evil village. Uh, the man cannot keep his hands on
1: like he, like,
0: <laughs> like he because in Resident Evil 7 like first thing that happens is you yeah. get your hand cut off and it's awesome because you're like uh, what is gonna happen with that and then it's like stapled on really badly and it's kind of gross and I think there's a part two where uh the dad can chop your foot off and then he'll stick it back on you and it's like really it's weird man um but it, it serves the mystery of like what is going on here um in this game uh, I'm going to be light spoilers. You get one of your hands cut off and you pick, you have to pick up your hand as an item. Cause you're being chased. You have to pick up your hand. And then in a cut scene, immediately following this chase, you're going up an elevator. You look at your stump, you pour a healing thing over your stump, and then you just put your hand back on and you basically shrug. And then it just keeps going. That's goofy. I like it. Cause it's silly. It's funny, but it like, then tries to go back into being like very scary and it works because the atmosphere is good and it's scary, but it's like, well, if I'm just going to lose my hands and just put fucking hydrogen peroxide on it, <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it also does that thing right off the bat with resident evil four, where you get into this village and you start getting attacked by a bunch of werewolves. And the objective just changed is to survive. And it's like, okay, I wonder what that means and for how long. And it's just the same thing as the beginning of Resident Evil 4. Um, but I, I I think Resident Evil 4 is a little bit more unnerving just because it's like unclear what's happening. I mean, it's, it's unclear in Resident Evil 8 too, but it's clear that like, oh, they're kind of like werewolves. Whereas with Resident Evil 4, it's like, uh, this is, this should just be normal. Like, and it, it's sort of like not um this—it's been a long time since I've played it, but it's not super clear if like anything is wrong with these people.
1: Yeah, like one of like at the very beginning, like one of the most unsettling lines uh, is like when you see that first guy in the house and then you it's kill like it's him. It's not a zombie. And then it's not a zombie, and you're like, "What the fuck is it?" It's
0: like, I, so it's also like, I didn't think it was. Uh, what are we doing here?
1: Um,
0: so so yeah, it, like based on all that, I don't know if you will like it. I am liking it. I think Resident Evil Seven is better. I think Resident Evil Four is better, but I don't think that Resident Evil Eight is bad. How's that? Like if I had, yeah, like if yeah. I had to give it a number, i like I give it an eight. But I think Resident Evil Seven is like a ten, and Resident Evil Four for me is like a nine. So,
1: all that said, that's how I feel about it. How similar is the combat in eight to seven?
0: Same thing. I mean, j- like just the same.
1: Is sort there of more thing. weapons or?
0: Uh, Let me say that it escalates far quicker. So in Resident Evil 7, I think it takes its time with like the time to you getting a grenade launcher is like (laughs) like an hour and a half, maybe at least like the very least. That's probably even when you get the shotgun an hour and a half in, you know, Uh, Resident Evil 7 in the first combat encounter, you get a gun in the second combat encounter, you get a shotgun, which is like 45 minutes in. So it it ramps up way, way quicker um, than than seven does.
1: Wait, so eight, you get the handgun and the shotgun in the first forty five minutes, yeah, oh, okay, got it got so it.
0: so it, it starts like no pun intended with a bang, <laughs> and it's just like, all right, time to kill some werewolves like, whoa, let me get my shoes on, like you know, um so so yeah, it, it's 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 good, but it's just try it's very clear that it's trying to go for Resident Evil four, and it's very clear that it's trying to go for Resident Evil Seven because those are the two that everyone really really likes. Uh, but it just doesn't it doesn't capture it super well because there are differing games Mm -hmm. does
1: that make sense yeah yeah is do you ever find the combat frustrating
0: um no but i'm also like i it does the thing that i like where it really makes you think like okay how many shots do you think it's going to take for us to get this guy down and is it worth it? Going you know, to waste that ammo that I might need later to take care of one guy, or should I just try and like strafe around him, hitting him with my knife? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I oftentimes I will opt for like I'll get I'll give you five bullets, and if that doesn't kill you, then it's, it's knife time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, I would I would not say that I find the combat frustrating. No.
1: Uh, any other like standouts and how how much have you played it?
0: Uh four or five hours
1: any other like standout like moments or things about it to like either like or dislike
0: yeah so it is it i think it's less scary than resident evil 7 um the beginning is quite upsetting because you don't know what's going on you don't have a weapon and you're just wandering through this area at night with very little like there. uh, uh, (laughs) <laughs> i'm trying to be vague um you're wandering <laughs> through this area at night and it's very scary because you're like wandering into this house and there's just blood everywhere and you hear all these noises and you're just like hello or whatever um and and so like that is unnerving but then immediately after that you get a gun and then immediately after that you get a shotgun um and there are sections similar to um resident evil 7 where you're being sort of stalked around the house by uh isn't jack baker is that the name of the dad
1: yeah, i'll buy that yeah the baker um, family
0: yes there are those different sections and it's similar to other things in resident evil like with mr x in resident evil four or two and and uh nemesis in resident evil three so like you are being chased around the house by lady dim the the very tall lady that everyone is very into at the moment um and the thing is she is a very commanding character like in the cutscenes that she's in she's very like she steals the show and you can definitely feel her presence in when she's chasing you because it is kind of spooky because it's it's unnerving that she she like stoops low to get on her Sching. doorsteps and yeah she's got like the hands that are knives and stuff and it is unnerving but i don't find her to be really scary in the way that i find the dad to be really scary and i think it's because the dad is just a, like it's clear something's different about him but it's not really clear what
1: yeah, he like literally he, goes up to you with a gun and says, like, watch this, and blows his head off in front of you, and then he comes yes. back like 10 minutes later, and you're like, uh.
0: <laughs> right, and that's weird. Like, that's scary. You know what I mean? Like, that is upsetting, because you're like, okay, so he just blew his own head off, so he is clearly has other stuff up his sleeves, whereas with Lady Jim, like, she's very big, and she's got the the knife hands. That is scary, but, like, I understand that that is the... Like that is as weird as you're gonna be, whereas and, and that is so because I know that the, those are your boundaries. It's predictable. Does that make yeah. sense?
1: And it's it is the there are werewolves in here, right? So yes, is it like fantasy? Are we like full fantasy kind of like gothic horror?
0: Yeah, it's werewolves and vampires. Um, and so the first section, I am walking around. You 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 are in a village the titular village, I assume. And you have that resident evil for like just survive. And it's just all these werewolves and stuff. And there's clearly something going on in the town. And then you get into this castle and that turns into vampires. Um, cause I, I think lady dim is a vampire and she's got these children who I think are vampires as well. Um, so there are definitely like, it is more of that Gothic horror setting as opposed to zombies or whatever the fuck molded were. Um, but Mold. <laughs> black slime, <laughs> they're the leftovers from uh the kids' choice awards. <laughs> they were <laughs> it's
1: like after they like sweep it up, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just I'll collect all the dirt and, <laughs> and grime.
0: Um, so yeah, so it is like I don't know. Like, am I personally very afraid of vampires? Like, no, but I also don't want to get eaten. <laughs> you know what i mean like so yeah. so i was more afraid of the bakers and their whole deal because i didn't really understand what they were whereas like with vampires i'm like oh i know what vampires are but um does it make sense yeah oh, yeah, yeah, werewolves. yeah that makes like, sense to me yeah i sort of get your whole deal werewolves
1: <laughs> but uh it's
0: it's a good game all right it's just not as good as seven and four
1: so the medium you know this is coming i do yes
0: uh resident evil eight is better than the medium
1: Give me a word or two why. Good game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Because as much as it's just it, this is it's so subjective, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I didn't find the medium to be very scary. Uh, I don't think Resident Evil 8 is v- like super unnervingly scary, but it has an atmosphere that I haven't really seen recently in a game because you're exploring this eloquent how all right so it's a, it's a castle you're exploring it's like beautiful that you know everything's like rosewood tables and and beautiful candlesticks and it's it's an odd environment because it doesn't come up a lot in video games um and the scary stuff in it is upsetting and it is scary but with like the medium i mean i've been through many derelict what was it a hospital uh, uh, it was a hotel you know checks out um I, I, I didn't think not that I love Ethan Winters as a character but I think there's enough similar vibes <laughs> yeah there's enough other stuff going on that I'm like oh I'm interested in these characters whereas like the Maw like what was his whole thing other than being the antagonist of a horror game you know what I mean Like, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and I think I mean we're talking about that it's Ethan Winters spoilers he survives Resident Evil 7 um and and so like it's interesting because people you meet you meet the shopkeeper and he's he's called the duke he's, he's kind of
1: like, gross looking isn't
0: he he is he is but it's unnerving in the same way that the shopkeeper in Resident Evil 4 is unnerving because you're like are you on my side like what's your deal and uh the duke says like hello Ethan Winters and Ethan's like How do you know my name? And he says something like anyone who's anyone knows who you are, which is cool. Like, I don't know. It was cool. And it's like, oh, this is there's a bigger story going on than just like what is happening on the surface. Does that sort of make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's lore. Yes. And and lore that is less about the Umbrella Corporation and more about like just the story. because i think anytime you start bringing in like the like actual resident evil lore into things i sort of like zone out a little bit your eyes gloss over yeah (laughs) "Mm okay but um it's it is a good game and i'm liking it and i'm enjoying my time with it but it's very clear that they were like okay how do we capture resident evil 7 and resident evil 4 does
1: that make sense yeah 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 i think i was told uh uh, I was yelled at for for um, not purchasing full price games. But I think what I'm going to do with this one is I'm going to wait till it goes on sale for $20, mm-hmm. buy it, yep. have it in my house for three years and yep. then play it. Yeah. So I will I will give you my opinion on Resident Evil Village in 2024.
0: OK, that's reasonable. Um, <laughs> I don't think you'll if you're not liking seven and you don't like four, then I don't think you'll like this one. But I also know that sometimes y- you like things despite what other people
1: like. Y- you know what I mean? Like yeah, the medium.
0: <laughs> right, right. And I mean, it's not—it's nothing too against what you like. But I'm just saying, like, people are kind of mixed on this one. I don't—I don't think anyone thinks it's bad, but I think the <laughs> the conversation is like, "Resident oh, Evil Four yeah, is yeah, better. Resident Evil Seven is better."
1: Yeah, and uh even the Metacritic score. Um, by the way, looking at Metacritic scores really hurts my brain because they have each platform separately. Yeah, um,
0: I just consolidate it, please.
1: Yeah, it's, so it's a Metacritic score of 84 on the PS5 with a user score of 8.5. And then on the Series X, it's an 8.3 Metacritic, 83 Metacritic score with an 8.6 user score. So pretty similar mm-hmm. to each other. And that would be uh, categorically better than the Medium.
0: <laughs> i would i would say that this is leaps and bounds better than the media and i would
1: also say say like the thing that would get me interested about this game is the overall quality of it like how how nice does it look on your series oh X?
0: It's, it's beautiful uh, it's weird actually when you start it has ray tracing off and you have to turn it on with the main menu okay <laughs> <laughs> so like uh, we're playing it and i was like whoa this I, i'm playing it with elena by the way um i'm like whoa this looks really good and then i was like hold on i was like and i wanted to compare with ray tracing off <laughs> and then um i was like oh it is off oh that's actually really cool <laughs> but i wanted to do like a side-by-side comparison but it is such a hassle to go back to the main menu and quit it out. but um yes yeah, so i'm playing it on the xbox uh, i landed on that version of it um because i was just there's so much it's, it's too many choices now i mean playstation 5 might load a bit quicker with that SSD. Might have some interesting uh, stuff going on with the controller. But part of me kind of feels like if you're not doing, if you're not going all out with the controller, I don't maybe even care.
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, like the the
0: uh, not the medium. Returnal goes all out with that controller, and so apparently this one just you feel the click when you shoot a gun, and like, okay, that's cool, but uh, I need I need I need more. I need a yeah. little bit more. Yeah, I have I um, have a
1: real Glock for that.
0: Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, that's right. You, because you've told me is you play with the gun on your lap, and then every time you take a shot in the game, you pull it out and shoot the TV.
1: Yeah, so going, it's, it's a very TVs expensive process to get through uh, Call yeah. of Duty campaign. Um, Immersive though.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, speak,
1: speaking of yeah. immersion, do you remember the the Resident Evil Four chainsaw controller?
0: I was gonna ask you about it when you were uh, talking about buying that. Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. No, I pre-ordered it. I didn't do. I didn't do that pre-order version though because. Let's be you honest.
0: Have, you probably don't have that GameCube disc lying around, do you?
1: I do both of them. Oh,
0: that's awesome. I was um, I was upset. Justin, I was upset earlier today. I had to, uh, I was thinking about Harvest Moon. I love Harvest Moon. Um, or I used to before it got bad, and now Stardew Valley is perfect. Uh, but I had Harvest Moon. It's a Wonderful Life on GameCube. I played the hell out of that game, and I was like, Do I have that? I don't i don't have it it's all gone
1: like what happened to it
0: um so we sold our wii at a certain point which i wish we didn't because i there are some games justin on the wii that i would love to play
1: i may harvest have two moon, wii's in my house
0: tre- harvest moon tree of tranquility harvest moon animal parade two of the just the my favorite wii title i'm kidding um <laughs> <laughs> although i did have those uh we sold it and for nothing you know, like Twenty five dollars at GameStop with all those games, mm. um, so they all disappeared. And then I, my older brother, uh, took all of the the GameCube games. And now in our now as we've gotten older, I'm like, Hey, do you have those anymore? Do you have like Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, and Return of the King on GameCube because those are surprisingly good games, or like Harvest Moon or, um, Sonic Adventure Two Battle? Ah. and he's like, No. <laughs> I'm like, ah, Wait, what do you do with them? I don't know. It's lots of time. And I've, I've really been considering buying a GameCube just to, like, have it. The games are solid, man. Like, they're solid. But um, who's got the time?
1: Or the CRT. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> I'm sure there's, like, a HDMI to, uh, what are those called? AV cable adapter.
1: I tried to do that with my Wii, like, when I first moved into my place. And it yeah. cost me, like, $40 of cords, and none Ooh. of them worked.
0: Oh, no, okay, it was well, bad maybe It, it was a
1: bad time, but
0: Justin, did you play Resident Evil Two remake?
1: No, I have it though, but I don't think I'll ever download it.,
0: oh, it's good man it's I, it, was, good. it was a
1: sale it was like it was like fifteen dollars. I was like, sure, I'll yeah. play that one day. It's good stuff. I will probably like that game better than seven i would I would say that you probably would, and I think my my dislike for four would not be disliked if it had modern controls which is why I'm actually interested in the remake
0: Mm -hmm. no I mean I'm trying to remember if you can walk and shoot at the same time I mean it has the advantage of you have two sticks so you can control the camera because with Resident Evil 4 I don't and maybe in the subsequent re-releases you can control it with that you know right stick um, the camera but yeah I don't I don't know if you can walk and shoot
1: at the same time. Well, as we're speaking, I'm I'm uh, pulling up um, Resident Evil 4, which <laughs> you damn straight it's installed on my computer. My favorite <laughs> game of all time, ten out of ten.
0: <laughs> it's a good game, man. Like it's uh it's solid. And I will say this too. You know what I like about old Resident Evil games that they stopped doing? Uh, they would say at the title screen, Resident Evil. And so we pulled up Resident Evil Village, and I was like. Oh, and Elena said, Is something wrong? It's like, nah, Not wrong. It's just that I like that. <laughs> I think it's stupid, and I like that a lot. <laughs> um, uh, here's a fun fact. So, do you know what Resident Evil is called in Japan?
1: Uh, biohazard? Bio- biohazard. Yeah,
0: Biohazard. And so it's called Resident Evil out here. Uh, do you know what? And so, Resident Evil 7 is called what, Justin?
1: Uh, bi- bi- biohazard.
0: Yes. Do you know what it's called in Japan?
1: Resident Evil.
0: It's called Biohazard Resident Evil. (laughs) So we have it Resident Evil Biohazard here in Japan. It's Biohazard colon Resident Evil, which is fun. I think that's fun. Why do they do this to us? Uh, I mean, it's it's not bad. Yeah, I I guess you're (laughs) right. (laughs) A similar series close to the the heart of this podcast. Uh, Yakuza here is called Yakuza. And um, uh, yakuza like a dragon is the most recent entry in the series and that series in japan is called like a dragon and so Yaku was that yakuza 8 was that like a dragon
1: yakuza i th- think i think it is
0: but yakuza like a dragon in japan is called like a dragon yakuza <laughs> <laughs> <And it's laughs> why do this it's fun I, I, it's fun
1: um so uh Yakuza 8. I don't, it might have been the eighth one, but I don't think Like a Dragon was counted as that.
0: Right. It's its its own sort of spin off, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, confirmed Resident Evil 4, you still can only aim when you're not moving.
0: Right, right, right. But in Resident Evil 2, the remake, I oh, think yeah, you yeah, can no, like, no, no. And that
1: one, you can, it's like a third person shooter kind of thing, right? Or no?
0: Yeah. I think you can move around. I mean, it's slow. It's, it's not like you can, like, really run and gun. let me pull
1: up Resident Evil 2 right now. It's downloaded. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> yeah, just get, th- just get through the prologue. <laughs> yeah, get a gun. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll, that's we'll, fine. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast, episode number 42 of Hitbox, a show for the gamers. Um, I don't think we're going to call it that in the future, I think. <laughs> I think this is, you know what? Episode 42 is for the gamers. How's that? Yeah, I like <laughs> this that. This one? This one's for the gamers. Talk about Resident Evil. Uh, if you have thoughts about Resident Evil, I want to hear them. I think Justin
1: does too. Um, I'll listen to them. Uh, prove, prove me wrong. I was hoping, yeah. I came in here today hoping you would say Resident Evil 8 is the best thing ever and I'd love it. And then when he said it's like Resident Evil 7 and 4, <laughs> I was like, oh.
0: <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe oh, it's no. not a game you would like. Um, but it's, It's. It's. I like it. But if you want to let us know your thoughts about any of the Resident Evil games or even about Returnal and, and difficulty in video games or even those accessibility options. I'd love to hear them. And I know Justin would too. And you can let us know those thoughts at on Twitter at hitboxpod or send us an email over at hitboxofficialpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Spotify. If you give us a follow, that would mean a lot. Same thing with Apple Podcasts. You leave a review there. Uh, and it would also mean a lot if you would tell a friend if you
1: enjoyed our show. Uh, Justin, do you have do you have anything else? Yeah, support your local dollar store. They don't make much, but what they make goes right back to you. Uh, here's
0: here's something I would recommend doing. I know you worked at a movie theater, so um, close your ears, I suppose. Yo, know, guys, if you're gonna go see a movie, go to the dollar store, pick up some candy. You're gonna spend max max three dollars, depending on what you're grabbing. I mean, you know, if you want a lot, you can spend you know five five bucks. That's gonna be cheaper than that popcorn or the candy prices there. Did- Sneak it in. Kaboom.
1: There you did, go. Did I ever tell you what the worst thing I found in a movie theater was?
0: Is it something you can say on our podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go. It
1: was a beef jerky bag filled with pee.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: that sentence took a twist. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was a level of. Love. And it, was, I was, it wasn't was even for a good movie. It was for the kingdom. Like oh. It was like a war movie with Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Riveting. Couldn't Ugh. leave. Beef jerky. At least it was empty. Of uh, beef jerky. Oh, I was going to say that. <laughs> Filled with pee.
0: Filled with pee. How did it taste? The pee? Did you drink it? <laughs> 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 hey, we'll catch you next time. <laughs> Always remember old games are old. We'll, we'll talk to you later. Bye.
1: Bye.